Okay. okay. Surrounded by the re-up, what's fucking with that? Yo, it's the re-up. I'm Dev with Haroon, and we're going to talk about my favorite sporting event that happens every year here in New York City, the U.S. Open, one of the tennis majors, but happens at night. I thought you were going to say the Knicks in the lottery. <laughs> the Knicks in the lottery? Or like Knicks season opener, where like everyone has like an ounce of optimism. Got the hope. And then it lasts like a quarter. Yeah. Or bobblehead night at MSG. It's like my favorite sporting event of the year. Uh, the Open's great though. Awesome, awesome event. Especially at night. Yeah, it's like the only tennis major, I think, that plays night games, right? I believe that's true. Yeah, I think that's right. So uh, it's a lot of fun. The players love it. Uh, it's great because like Wimbledon and the French Open Roland, and Roland Garros, they like don't blast uh, EDM in mm-hmm. between sets. Yeah. Like the US Open will. Right. Like as soon as it, uh, it's done a set, and those guys sit in their chairs like, yeah. and drink their Evian water. <laughs> they were just playing like Skrillex, yeah. <laughs> like all sorts of really raw movie, like, music. By the way, I love that you mentioned U.S. Open, French Open, Wimbledon. No one ever mentions the Australian Open. I'm convinced yeah. they actually don't play the Australian <laughs> Open, and it's just CGI clips, it and they just be. choose who's going to win. No one's awake. No one ever watches it. So like, I think I have a friend who like does watch it, and it just messes with his sleep cycles. Like, right. Solid. It's like when the Olympics were in China. Yeah. And like some people actually stayed up to watch live. It's awful. Um, so you you went, right? I did go. I did go. I went day, uh, night one. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go day session. I went night session. Uh, it's always funny going one of the first couple of nights because you'll watch a match with like one highly anticipated player, you know, highly ranked, yeah. against a lower seated player. So like the matches happen very quickly. Yeah. And I was really excited to go because uh, the women's match was Serena yeah. versus somebody else whose name I forget mm-hmm. who's like you know not well ranked and uh, Nadal versus this guy Borna Korich if okay. I pronounced his name correctly I didn't know so much about this guy Korich going into it but I did like a bunch of reading on his past victories and his like career so far and he's like my new favorite tennis player wow why so like I'm a big Djokovic fan mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if, if we talked about this much but I actually used to work at the US Open back in 2009 and like again young dev yeah I know right back is that on your LinkedIn it is not but it used to be USTA event facility and event operations for like three weeks at a time used to be on my LinkedIn <laughs> yeah I think it used to also be my, like my cover photo like me and my lanyard and I'm gonna go endorse you for ball boy I, I wasn't a ball boy we'll talk more about what I did there in a bit <laughs> but um, I worked there in 09 and 09 was like the first year Djokovic really hit the scene and he actually made it to the finals versus Federer that year yeah. and lost in straight sets and I remember, like, no one knew who Djokovic was, and I just, like, really liked watching him play. A lot of the guys I worked with really liked watching him play. He was really nice to us. That's awesome. A lot of the players were really rude. Djokovic was the man. So, like, even when people didn't like Djokovic in those next couple of years because he was, like, a complete joker, mm-hmm. I always, like, had his back. Joker! Ayo! Yeah, it's like a stickman, right? <laughs> yeah. The joker. Um, but anyway, J- uh, Djokovic sees a lot of himself in this kid, born in courage. So, That's like, awesome. I encourage you guys to check him out. He actually beat Nadal in the past, beat Murray in the past. Wow. So he has, like, a couple scalps. Mm-hmm. And uh, going into this match, like, he actually gave Nadal some pressure in the third set, but Nadal ended up beating him. So, like, I was really psyched because, one, I got to see Serena play with this girl. Yeah. This girl forfeited yeah. like, after the first set, like, two games into the second set. She was hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, her pride was bruised. Yeah. Her ankle was maybe a little rolled. You know, <laughs> Uh, but, like, the Nadal match was fun. And I encourage, like, everybody to watch tennis. And, like, if you're in New York, you go to a game, go to a game. If you had to rank um, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, how do you rank it in your head? I don't care about, like, actual ability. Just, like, like who, my, you, who you root for? It's it's one, Djokovic, very close number two, Federer, mm-hmm. uh, and a distant three, Nadal. 
See, that's interesting. I was I liked Federer the most. Um, and then then Nadal, then Djokovic. But actually, the more I watched Djokovic, the more I liked yeah. him. I think he like he has a lot of personality. The best thing about all three of those guys is how graceful they are after the matches, mm-hmm. right? Like you watch Nadal beat Djokovic or Federer beat Nadal or any of them, and they're like in the in like the the pose where they've got to stand up there and carry stupid plate around. Like they're all so kind and happy for each yeah. other, even though they're heartbroken. Like I think it's. Right. They're, they're three really good ambassadors for the sport. 100%. They're great role models. They're great to watch. Uh, speaking of really good ambassadors to the sport, you know who's awful? Who's that? This guy, Nick uh, Krigios. I don't, I don't know if that's the guy's name. Nick, like, Krigios or something like that. Uh-huh. He's that. He's an Australian player, but his, like, his ethnicity is from something else, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, he is such a like, high-energy, violent player. Okay. Like, I think he played, uh, on the day we're recording this, he played, like, today or yesterday, uh-huh. and was just throwing rackets around, like, yeah. absolutely falling apart during yeah. his match. So I guess for everyone... There's, like, the less of that time, nowadays, right? There's less of it? I think there is. Like, you have, like, I think because there's... Would you like, be like that if you were playing? You played tennis in high school. Were you yeah. like that? No, I'm a, I'm a cerebral guy. <laughs> I'm a student of the game. <laughs> you you like want to be a coach. You're like I'm just yeah. playing on this coach amateur level to be a coach. <laughs> uh, no, but I feel like at this point, like everyone's so obsessed with efficiency, like it's mm-hmm. just wasted energy, right? Right. right. Just be a good brand. Be like good I think brand. that in this day and age, you just got to be a good brand. Yep. Uh, do you follow American tennis? Or do you have like a favorite American tennis player? Not right now. Well, Serena. Well, yeah, Serena. I was I automatically go to men's tennis because like Serena. And Venus have been like so dominant for right. so long that like they're just the de facto's on the women's side. Men's and everyone's always talking about like who's the next like great men's American men's tennis hope. And I actually don't know who it is anymore. I don't think there is one right now. I'm also not an expert on this, but I is James Blake still good? Yeah, he's not good so. anymore. I think that was a while ago that he had promise, and he's not anymore. Yeah. But you know, just like you said, I go straight into men's tennis. I started talking about like the match I saw and like, new up and cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got to talk about Serena for a little. Because, like, that's the headline going into this tournament. Actually, the women's tennis final sold out for the first year before mm-hmm. the men's tennis final. That's awesome. So that's saying something. Yeah. It's like, this is Serena's year. Yeah, I actually think of, like, of the professional sports where there are men's and women's televised counterparts, uh, women's tennis is potentially more enjoyable to watch than men's tennis. I can't, I, I don't think women's basketball is as much fun to watch than NBA. Women's soccer is is pretty fun to watch but women's tennis I think is like it's really compelling yeah. it really feels like they play with the same intensity speed strategy yeah and it's it's not like it's played at a slower tempo right it feels it's, as it's on par right and with Serena it's actually on par yeah and it's, and it's like there's so much the nice thing is like there's so much I think when you watch like women's soccer or women's basketball you can you compare it to the men's sports and you can sense like the power and speed difference and you can't sense that in tennis. So you get that same level of intensity, which is kind of awesome. Right. And like as far as like star power goes, I think tennis is just good at cultivating. Like Wozniacki, yeah. I feel like, is a tier one celebrity slash athlete. Yep. Uh, as well as like Shara, obviously Sharapova and yeah. like Justine Hennig a couple years ago. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. But like the Serena Slam, like yeah, the old calendar, titles calendar, calendar Grand year. Slam. Yep. Will she do it? What do you think? I hope she does. I hope she does. I don't too. see any reason why she shouldn't. You right? know, like unless she gets hurt. What was weird is I didn't see Drake. Uh, the stadium when I saw Serena play. I was, he, like, looking for Drake. He was in her racket bag, actually. You know what I think? That's funny. Um, I think he was in the photographer's pit, 
like there's a little slit on the edge of the courts where like <laughs> photographers can yeah. hide their cameras. I think he was in the photographer's fit. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like in, in like the press booth way at the top with the cameras and the yeah. tennis lenses. Oh man. No, actually he was a ball boy. He was a ball boy. That's the best. <laughs> if he was a ball boy. You would do it. You would do it. That's great. Uh, actually, yeah. Kanye should be a ball boy one year, given how much he loves Ralph. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so Ralph Lauren does sponsor the US Open and like had, everyone has like huge polo logos on their back. It's, yeah. it's really funny. He should he should be a ball boy with a polo and a fucking backpack. That would be great. And just put the balls in the backpack. Old yay. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh I love it. Um yeah, it's 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 funny. You know, the US Open has so much accessory branding. Everything is branded, everything uh, is sponsored. Yeah. Uh like the cocktails are like eighteen dollars and they yeah. have souvenir glasses. But it's fun. Yeah, it's like fun being a consumer there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it is one of the better New York clubs, especially at night when you can get rowdy. Yeah, fun stat for you. Uh, the U.S. Open, during like the two weeks that it's running, does more in concessions than like Yankee Stadium does all, all season. That's amazing. And it might be more than just Yankee Stadium. It might be like the common stadiums combined. And that's, that's like, wild. that talks about how much traffic is there and mm-hmm. how like having a day and a night session make a big difference and just run all day. Right, right, right. And how expensive shit is there. yeah. Eighteen dollars for Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, we'll keep watching the U.S. Open. Yeah, and I got I got to share some more tennis stories at some other point because I've got a lot. We'll do a special pod about that. That'll be a fun pod. I might bring some guests in. Early employment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back right. when I was a college kid. <laughs> All right, peace.